Welcome to Very Unreasonable Things. Today we have a special guest to help us talk about the 80s action showdown between Stallone and Schwarzenegger. On this episode of Very Unreasonable Things, we have Cobra versus Commando. I'm Billy Bong. I'm Josh Lindsay. And with us, we have the magnificent Daniel Sanders to help us dissect his heavyweight melee. Hello. Daniel, what you got to say for yourself, buddy? Not much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see you here with these sunglasses on inside. Josh, why don't you tell us about the two movies that we're going to be talking about today? God damn, I would love to. Um, here we go. This is going to be a little breathy, guys, so just bear with me. We're going to start off with Cobra. Cobra. Okay, here we go. Released in 1986, Cobra is a movie starring Sly Stallone as Marion Cabretti. Checks notes. Okay. And I'll say it again for the people in the back, Marion Cabretti. Yes, our protagonist for this film is Marion. Don't call me Marion Cabretti. Marion is the manliest man who's ever manned a man's body. And whenever he's not mistaken, matchsticks for toothpicks or ripping the shirt off minorities, he's working the zombie squad for the LAPD. But Marion in his Plymouth, yes, a Plymouth, that I'm not convinced that he didn't steal from Mr. Miyagi's car lot, are thrust into action when professional NBA dunker Brigitte Nelson is attacked for not realizing to mind her own fucking business. Soon, the New World Order for Life, a cult, biker gang, an underground army, give chase to Flavor Flay's ex-wife in the hopes of accomplishing their mission, which I can only guess is normalizing wearing pantyhose on one head. With Marion and ketchup fanatic Brigitte, and sure to be dead, meet Marion's partner Gonzalez. Also joining the team is where the fuck did she come from? A mole from the NWO, whose intentions couldn't be any more clear, even if she was wearing a pantyhose on her head. Together, along with the NWO, they managed to destroy a small mining town. Fuck you, blue-collar workers, until the fight culminates in a steel mill before... The night slasher succumbs to his wounds. A hook in the back and fire. That'll do it. The movie ends with Marion still in a motorcycle that is sure to be evidence. And with Red Sonja in tow, the worst ending credits music plays over the happy couple driving off unaffected by the death and destruction they're leaving behind. Sounds great, Josh. Why don't you hit us with the details about Commando? Commando stars prime cut extra thick Arnold released in 1985. Arnold plays retired Colonel John matrix reloaded while in retirement. He settled in as a single dad, the mother I'm convinced he's killed an eight for protein with Rose McGowan's art arch nemesis, Alyssa Milano as his daughter and between matrix making lumberjacking looking super easy and having ice cream fights with his motherless daughter, his past is coming back to haunt him in the form of a more gay Freddie Mercury and a South American president played by famous Colombian actor Dan Hidea. When his daughter is kidnapped playing the worst game of hide and seek, Matrix Revisited is given a choice. Go kill the new South American president or his daughter will be killed and all that protein will go to waste. Accompanying Matrix is Florida Stanley. <laughs> Uh, let me retry that one more time. 
Accompanying Matrix is Florida Stanley and Luther from the Warriors. After Matrix escapes by killing Stanley and finding Luther at an airport harassing 1985 Stacy Dash, and whose pickup game is only slightly worse than his suit, he convinces Dash to follow Luther by destroying her car. Sounds normal. They find Luther at a bar and possibly the greatest mall ever. After beating up Paul Blart, Matrix catches up with Luther and convinces him to die by killing him. And then there's a motel room with 1985 titties. And then John Matrix loses his goddamn mind when he smashes a pawn shop with a bulldozer. In order to steal guns and ammos and grenades, forgetting his special forces training completely. And of course, Mr. Ruckus is captured by the police. And with the help of his totally untrained, unprepared, I just met you six hours ago sidekick. He escapes justice and yada, yada, yada. They go to an island where his daughter is kept. Mr. Universe, along with the help of a thousand Hispanic background actors, create enough death, carnage, destruction, and explosions that would even make Jonestown proud. And after disposing of the anti-Spanish-speaking Spanish drug lord, rather unceremoniously, Matrix 4 sets his sights on Bennett Mercury, who now has Tony Danza's daughter at gunpoint. And after wounding Matrix with a gunshot, Bennett temporarily loses his goddamn mind and decides to forego finishing the job and fight him with kitchen utensils. But soon after, Matrix kills Bennett by destroying property yet again and impelling the suicidal Australian. The film concludes with father and daughter flying off the island with Cindy as credits roll to a knock-off Richard Marks song. Pretty much Commando and Cobra right there. Let's go ahead. Let's uh let's talk about the opening sequences in the uh, the title screens because obviously, you know I know a lot of movies nowadays don't run the credits until the end of the movie, but back in the day, in the eighties the seventies, that shit had to happen at the beginning of the movie. I think it was George Lucas with Star Wars that was like, no, I'm putting my credits at the end. So let's talk about it. The great thing about Cobra is that the very first thing it does. It's Sly reminding us how shitty America is with statistics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that and um, I, I got to say, I I didn't care for the uh, knockoff James Bond. It's like, we're going to have a gunfire to screen, but we're not going to have like Cobra walk up and do it because that'd be too on point. I don't know. It just felt cheap to me. It did. I, I will say this, though, like. Probably my favorite shot of these two movies is like in the opening of Cobra when you have like that red Los Angeles sun setting background against the black silhouette of the Night Slasher. Except that wasn't the Night Slasher. That was old dude rolling. It was old dude rolling up to the uh, the grocery store. store. Because he like rolled up in a, I thought he rolled up in a car. No, he rolled up in a motorcycle. So it was the guy. It was it was a great scene. I'm like you. That's one of the things I remember. Like before rewatching Cobra, mm-hmm. it's like how good that looked. Like you have that black silhouette rolling up on the oh, it, the black background. So good. Yeah, and then mm. and you know, and I think one of the things that's a fault for the movie for me is the most memorable thing about the movie outside of the villain because the villain stood out. The main villain, not his crew, because his crew was all nameless and faceless. Besides but what, the woman, yeah, yeah. But was the opening scene, like when we get the uh, the 
the grocery store scene. Um, but, you know, before we transition to the, the grocery store scene into that opening sequence, Daniel, you got anything to say about the title screen and the opening credits? Yeah, I liked how the title screen started off where, because obviously watching it for the first time, someone would be watching it thinking that, okay, this is going to be the hero, you know, and it ends up being the dude that's about to go wreak havoc in the opening scene. Yeah, I like that. That's, that, a, that's a good point. I didn't ever think about that. A little misdirection. Because usually it would be like the hero or something like that. And you, you didn't see that. It was some dude that's in the movie for five minutes. Who, yeah. Side note, who's a great like side character actor. Like he, I, I wish I would have wrote his name down. Um, every Everything I've seen him in, from he's bounding down to due date, and he's been in more respectable things. Is it so good? Well, Marco I'm, Rodriguez. There you go. I was saying, that yeah, that's him. He was also in the crow. Yeah, I'm. I'm counting on you guys to write down names. You know, I, I, I'm just here to talk about content. Um, so let's uh, let's that's switch not to content. Let, no, it is. Let's switch to the uh, the commando opening scene. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start this off with commando. The the, the opening credits reminded me of a fucking sitcom. Like at one point, I've expected Arnold to turn to the camera, look at it, smile, and give a big thumbs up. Did he He's, not do that? I, I don't. You know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he did. It yeah, was so like fucking well, cheesy. Like a commercial. Huh? I felt like it was a commercial. Well, that too. You know, like so. I get. I had the similar feeling. Like Mentos. Yes, exactly. Yeah, especially the ice cream. <laughs> fucking uh, pops scene. it up and it's like <laughs> Mentos. Well, and then they're fishing. Yeah. And then the ice cream fight and all that, like you talked about the uh, synopsis, the the opening credits for Commando do not fit with the movie. I get what they're trying to do. You know, there's they're setting up Arnold as a family man because, and one of the things I'll say as we go along in this is, I think that Arnold's character was set up much better than Stallone's character in Cobra. Stallone had two personality traits in the movie: either he was grumpy. And just making a bunch of you know mean ass one liners to everybody else, or and and the best part I thought was when he and his partner would talk, and they had this kind of a jesting di- dialogue. You mean when he would degrade his partner for eating something? Yeah, well, it still showed some fucking character because other than that, he was just one liners. My yep. God, Stallone! Like, get off my back, Dad! I want fucking gummy bears. Fuck off! I just got shot, Cobra. You know who uh, wrote Commando? No, 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 because you don't have time for that. I'm here for Captain Stephen DeStalza, who uh, wrote Die Hard. You know who did the? Uh, you know who did the music? Who composed the music for Commando? Fucking well, James Horner. I'm I was late ass- great James Horner. I was assuming it was two different people because the music in the first half of the movie wasn't hitting. The music in the back half of the movie. More matched the tone, and I think no, the music in the first half was like almost like Caribbean drums. It, it was odd, and it was. I think the music in both movies is in Commando. It never got any better. I think. Uh, or not I Commando, do love I the mean, fact Cobra. That they, Cobra never got any better. The music in Cobra was fucking horrible. I don't even remember it. Besides the ending song, that's how I. I remember the sirens, and we'll get there towards the end. Yeah. And I remember that from 
way back in the day watching it. But speaking of Cobra, first off, shout out to Cobra. It's a Christmas movie. Is it? It had a Christmas oh, tree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, he shot the guy with a shotgun into a Christmas tree. Yeah. There's two things I love about There's a couple of things I love about that opening sequence um, in Cobra. I love, God damn, Cobra. You, It's such a silly-ass old movie. What I loved about Cobra was just the, the one compliment I can give. It, it doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not. And, like, when the police chief tells whoever the fuck call the Cobra, like, did y'all notice that Pepsi display? Cobra. Oh, yeah. There was some product placement for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of Pepsi. But did Pepsi, you notice it? The, the fucking warm-ass Coors that he takes you one sip of? Oh, God, yeah. And that I mean, was he just was trying, not trying not to, to waste the cool. whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I love it when he finally busts in on uh, Marco Rodriguez's character. Is that it? Yep. I'd like to get the name right. And, uh, and Marco Rodriguez's uh, he threatens the girl with a shotgun and Sly Stallone being the complete fuck ass that he is. He's like, I don't shop here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. What the fuck? That, that was the, uh, that's exactly what I said about his character. Like he's either having, he's either having playful banter with his partner or he's just a fucking dick. That's full of, you know, cheap one liners. I don't shop here. Uh, I'm the disease and or you're the disease and I'm the cure. Like that was the best line in the movie. And then it was gone. Um, he comes into the fucking grocery store trying to be stealthy and immediately gives himself away. He's doing this little sidestep walk, you know, trying to fucking be quiet. And he tells the woman or he doesn't tell her, but he gives her that little finger over the lips like, hey, don't make a noise. And then he goes, cracks a beer. And immediately throws it and draws attention to himself. That's the first Just thing so I thought of. Like, it didn't even distract him. He looked in that direction. Like, what the hell were you doing? Yeah, he was hiding behind the whiskey bottles at first, you know, and the guy saw him. Like, God damn it, Sloan. I will say this, man. There, There is nothing better. And Manhunter does this, which was released in 86 as well. There is nothing better than watching um, a movie from that time period to where it's shot in a grocery store, but it, it lingers long enough for you to see the products and you see like, Oh, I remember when Pepsi had that can or I remember that cereal box. For me, it was just like, a I remember when you could like, go into a fucking grocery store and just crack open a beer and drink it. And you know, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, I've yeah. shot six people in a grocery store. And then nobody get, gave a fuck. Well, so like we didn't even get to the part where they called him in. And it's not like, hey, calling Cabretti. It's like calling the Cobra. Calling the who? What the fuck? Like I felt Stallone's character. I felt like, and here's one of the differences I thought between Commando. And we need to talk about the opening uh, scene in Commando also. But one of the differences between the two characters was that Arnold, like in his movies, isn't afraid to like get beat up, lose or look bad. Right. Like Stallone kind of suffers from that Steven Seagal syndrome of like, he's always got to come with the exception of the Rocky movies. But once he thought he became that action star, you know, he didn't, 
he didn't really suffer a lot, right? And is and in this movie, it was like he was trying to be hip. I'm gonna call myself Cobra. I'm gonna come in in a car that says "Awesome 50," even though it looks it's got some dull ass gray paint job. You know, come sliding in with his fucking gun shoved down right above his dick, so if it accidentally discharges, he has no fucking pecker. I like that he's got the Cobra on there, though. Yeah. So there's no confusion. Yeah, in there, case you know? he loses it, yeah. somebody can fucking they return, can return it. it. This must him. be Cobra's gun. Are you talking about Mary? No, nobody calls him fucking Marion. Yeah. I'm talking about Cobra. But I think I think with you saying that, you you can't overlook where their careers were at this time. Um, you could tell Sly Stallone had, he was looking over his shoulder at Arnold. This came out a year after Commando, which was a fucking hit. And he could tell Arnold was on the up and up. And, and Sly, you know, he just came off his biggest year ever. And, you know, it might be like top five for any actor ever with Rocky Four and uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two. I mean, he just fucking owned 1985. Because of where their careers were sort of intersecting now, you could tell Stallone was sort of peeking over his shoulder at this fucking behemoth Austrian um, coming up on his ass with, you know, he had just came off Terminator, you know, Commando, the movie we're talking about, Red Sonja, Conan the Destroyer. And you could tell Sly Stallone was feeling the heat in this movie. I mean, I don't yeah, know because I, he did he did make himself try to be like I am so goddamn cool. Yeah, I I I agree with that. Like I said, he just I, I guess you know I don't know, but I mean if like if you saw like Arnold's characters though, like in all of his movies, with the exception of his early movies, with the exception of Terminator, he still had like a goofy presence because like in Conan he was kind of stupid, right? Yes. He was very stupid. I mean, what, what are your but thoughts? But I agree with that because uh, he's all silly. And that's what I was going to get to whenever we got to uh, Commando's opening was the silliness of it. And I get what they're trying to do, but with the music in the background, it did seem like an 80s commercial. So it did seem like it was just odd. Now, what I did like about the opening is the fact that, yeah, you get that or whatever, but then boom, it starts. And now he's got a, I like the timer, click the 10 hour yeah. timer. Like, yeah. I like that. It's like, I have 10 hours to save my daughter. Let's get to I get did too. And Commando I really like how they jumped into it. You hit on that. And Commando moved at a really brisk pace, almost to a fault at one point. Cause yeah. when you watch that opening scene, the guy shows up, he's like, Hey, John matrix, you know, at least, and I'll say this before I even get to that, at least Arnold before then is like, Hey, I was in East Germany when I was a child, but somehow I've got this John yeah. Matrix name. So yeah. I'm assuming it's a alias because the guy alludes to the fact that they all went into hiding, essentially, right? So I'm assuming that Matrix are like, let's give them a very American-sounding name. What's more American than Matrix? No, Commando does John get props because they don't even they don't even pretend that he's an American, whereas later movies. Dutch, you know, uh, Jack Slater, you know, right. The, he, he's playing, I don't know, jingle all the fucking way. Uh, he's playing like, I am an American. What are you talking about? 
And this one is like, I'm from East Germany, not even West Germany, you know, the freedom side, like the fucking Soviet side. And I, I did like that. Um, but g- getting back to the point to where Arnold would always, Arnold never had a problem with being the joke. And Sly's ego would never let him do that. Ever. Yeah. So, like, go, uh, going back to the commando opening, it, it, I said the movie moves briskly, but there was one point where it was almost to a fault, and that's when his CEO flies away in his helicopter, and the other helicopter, or not the other helicopter, but the other people immediately attack him. Yeah. You know, they're, and then he smells them. Yeah. He's, he's like, they got an odor. You're downwind. He's like, you expect me to smell them? He's like, I did. Yeah, exactly. So God, was, that was it's, some. It's like he should have known that they were there if they were just. It's not like they snuck up at that very moment that that helicopter showed up. Yeah, you weren't know? you just lumberjacking? Yeah, out in those woods, one of those guys. Yeah. But what a weird flex, too. Hey, like they're downwind. You could smell them. Like I didn't. I did. Okay, I, bro. I thought she was talking about cool. when he was carrying that log in one arm and he was fucking flexing. He's like, yeah, no, that wasn't a weird flex. That was a hot flex. Yeah. The weird flex has been like, my nose is pretty powerful. <laughs> and also being Dracula. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but, he's but, German between the two, uh, between the two opening sequences. I mean, which one did you like better? Me? Cobra. I, I, I enjoyed Commando's opening speech because I'm in- including the transfer over to whenever he does get attacked and all that. Cause it's just the opening scene gets directly to the point. You have your silliness for the credits. And then as soon as it's done, it's like, I'm never going to go anywhere. And then boom, you're going. And then she looks up like you, you're so going Dan. he's like, Oh, I'm not going anywhere. You know? Yeah. And it's like, Oh my God, we're getting attacked. So what I'm gonna get you to do is go under your bed. Where uh, that's the first place that they would look while I go into this awesome safe with this awesome <laughs> passcode of one three. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck, dude? You could literally start at one. Guess his fucking code. Then, <laughs> Thirteen times. I mean, you're in and out, really. Yeah, right. But anyway, he could have hit her in there. But <laughs> I mean, you know. But whatever. of course, if he got but, captured, but I she did got like locked it. in there. Yeah, I mean, but you know, if it's him, it, it, we're talking John Matrix here. You know, he should have some air system ventilation type shit in there, but um, or maybe throw them off the scent and not send them, send her to her fucking room. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, but I did enjoy it because as soon as it hits, it's gone. And he's just, I mean, to the point where it's like my car's out of, but the still the fastest way for me to go is to push this fucker down a hill. Yeah, right. And I won't go too far into it, but well, I think that's all yeah, part of Yeah, like I do it. like it. The music in Cobra is what I do like about its opening scene. And it's not a bad opening scene, it still does its thing. But I did enjoy Commando because it did just rush you into it, and you're in there. I think the, the more run. memorable opening scene is Cobra, just because it it has the one-liners everybody remembers and the, the product disease, placement. I'm the cure, yeah, um, that sort of thing. I think the action in Commando is way better than Cobra. I've, I enjoyed even the car chases in Commando more than I did Cobra. The, when he I thought it was funny, though, because if Stallone would have pushed his car down the hill, he'd have crashed into both of those motherfuckers and killed everybody and not took a scratch. Matrix pushes his down the hill and fucking misses everybody. Twice. 
<laughs> and then magically hits that second guy because I didn't even see how the hell that was possible. And then gets fucking captured, you know? Yeah. There was no moment of weakness for Stallone. So, I mean, I, I like the action in Commando better. I think the Cobra opening sequence is more memorable. And see, I would agree with that as well because I was going to say a little bit about Cobra that I did like, like I, had, I said before, you know, the the villain coming whenever you think it may be, so who who is this? And it might be the hero or whatever. And going right into some mayhem and it's like, oh, the cops don't even know what to do. So let's call this bad motherfucker in, you know, and he comes in. <laughs> the cobra the like, cops are so dumb. He's yeah. Cobra. It's like, call <laughs> Cobra in. He's not listening to reason. And it's so funny because the guy is sitting there and he's freaking out and he's like, uh, you know, I'll kill everybody in here. Ah, going crazy. And he's just this animal. And then cover comes in. He is scared shitless. He's just sitting there and he's like, oh, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. <laughs> and then you get your one liners and all that. But I did enjoy that as well. Gave you a little bit, but left some mystery was a lot grittier. I do like that opening, but with commando it, it, because it's one of those countdown type fast paced movies. It needs to start off like that. But like, a, like you said, you kind of peter out. You get slower. And then mm-hmm. you got to try to finish out with a bang and have him take on an entire island of motherfuckers. You could say Cobra peaked at the beginning, though. I, I agree. Yeah. Do yeah I don't think Commando peaked at the beginning. I think uh, Cobra, and, I, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to let you say your piece. That opening scene of Cobra, Stallone talked exclusively in one-liners. Yeah. His entire conversation was fucking one-liners with everybody. Yep. My favorite, and and I wrote this down, like, like throughout the movie Cobra, like, of course, Stallone, his ego at the time is trying to make him be like Mr. Billy Badass. But if you noticed with the script um, that Stallone himself wrote, mind you, um, everybody gives Cobra shit as well, you know, like the reporter when Stallone is walking out and he starts questioning him about Cobra's antics and his tactics. Yeah. And then Co- Cobra gets, you know, Marion gets so upset that he grabs the, the reporter by the uh, scruff of his jacket and, and lifts the, you know, the, the sheet off the dead body. He's like, well, tell that to whoever. And in my mind, I could only picture like um, how bananas it is that the uh, the ambulance drivers just decided to stop what they were doing <laughs> and stand there because they knew they're like, hey, man, um, Cobra's about to come out. Um Let's just wait here for a minute. That motherfucker's going to say something stupid. It's like the entire like he world always is a, does. It's like they're all aware that he's a fucking parody and he doesn't realize it. Yes, and they're like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on." He's he's going to say something stupid. Wait for it. Yeah. And it's like perfect timing to where it's like right there with the reporter. But I don't know. Cobra's just ah, uh, it is it is such a time capsule of 1986. It really is a classic 1980s action movie, for sure. You get a little bit more of that classic 80s action movie from Cobra than you do from Commando. 
Because you get them from both, especially that third act. Commando's with got Commando. that army, that army drive type shit. You know, well, where you're taking on an I'm, army and all kind of different things. But with Cobra, you know, you have did, Daniel. Did you watch violence. the director's cut of Commando? Was I supposed to watch the director's <laughs> cut of Commando? We got it. We got it on iTunes when it was on sale. Yeah, it was so cheaper. we got the director's cut. I don't know what's different about him because I didn't watch the original cut recently. So I'll, Commando wins in the director's cut, right? No, he does. Unless <laughs> Milano eats him. But did uh, and this is in the third act. And I'm a, I don't even know if this is director's cut because this seems like it'd be like a producer's cut. But like the movie Commando gets graphic in one scene, and that's it. And it was in the third act. Well, you're talking about like the movie getting graphic, but I noticed something in Commando. And every time I notice this in a movie, it's because of you, because of Dark Knight Rises. Oh, God. Commando is no- filled with nothing but have people having heart attacks. Well, what I'm saying is, is when that dude gets shot with a shotgun, no blood. No blood. P- people are getting shot in Cobra and they're not bleeding. You know, and at least in Commando, somebody's getting shot. Something's it's gushing. Going off. Yeah. <laughs> no, if they're wearing a shirt in Commando, because you have the squibs. If they're not, then they die of cardiac arrest. Well, at least they had some blood. Fucking command or not Commando, but Cobra. Like, Did oh, you know this? I, just speaking of shotgun shots. I'm sorry, um, but when you're talking about people getting shot with shotguns, dude in Cobra gets shot in the grocery store. Right? No blood. The guy no gets blood. shot. The the uh, the fucking. Uh, would be dictator gets shot in commando and he has like this perfect fucking pellet spread from where he got shot by that shotgun. Yeah. Like we're going to make sure you know, this was a shotgun put 20 holes in this motherfucker. Did you know? Cobra, one playing was, around. Cobra was originally, uh, it was given the NC 17 rating. I don't know how, uh, I don't I, either, but I, apparently I, it was the night slashers, uh, victims. You know, oh well. Spe- well, that's crazy. Speaking of that, and before we get to that, I do want to say this: every time I hear "Night Slasher," I think of fu- fucking SpongeBob, the hashlinging slasher. But well, uh, you got it from the Night Stalker, yeah, the, which well, was going around in the L.A. So area at that time. The, with the way that um, the Night Slasher is killing people, like you just see him like reach out and do this awkward fucking like poke at him. You don't see him getting cut or anything like that, but you see him doing like the worst slashing motion in fucking cinema. Yeah. Like, like I think that, um, and I don't know the actor's name and I should have looked it up. Just playing the Brian Thompson. I knew it was Brian something, but Brian Thompson has fucking presence in the movie. Like he, dude, he looks scary. Yeah, it does. And it almost makes it almost like a horror movie at points, you know? Yeah. He's filming like a horror movie. His presence as the fucking villains. Great. The problem Mm -hmm. is, is he's surrounded by a bunch of, nobodies the villains in commando are colorful like all of them dude the, the dude still in the cadillac he's like i like the price fucking drove off and ran dude over um that Luther. dude is bill duke man okay i mean if we're gonna criticize me for not knowing all the actors names he was in predator we're gonna have to change this podcast he was in predator okay i'm sorry i can't remember every fucking actor well bill duke's a you should know bill duke anyways Luther, all the characters, oh, like yeah. even the dude who um, he fucking uh, broke the neck on in the plane. He's like, "Don't disturb my friend. He's a deep sleeper." 
Yeah. Like all the characters, all the all the villains are memorable. You know, they all stand out in Commando. So it's not like no. you're you're building it's up to just even, as one person. I would I would say it's not even just the villains in Commando. Like the supporting cast around Commando is so much greater than Cobra because even um Cindy, his sidekick. Yeah. Who is Tommy Chong's daughter. Yeah, Ray Don Chong. I do remember yeah, that one. I, there you go. I enjoyed her. I thought she did good. Yeah, exactly. And the the only person I thought in command, uh, not commander, but Cobra, we got two movies to start with C O, is just throwing exactly. me off. But the only person I thought in Cobra that had some fucking character was his partner. Like if he yeah, didn't he's have even very little, his only character is that he eats fucking like Tell a twelve year old boy. But if he yeah. wasn't there for Stallone to riff off of, Stallone's character would be so fucking dull throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he would have no type of dialogue when, whatsoever when it comes to just chit-chat. It would just be one-liners. That was it. And his back and forth between the model. Yeah, well, Brigitte Nelson's character um, didn't do anything for me. Yeah, she was all running around like her. Like, if we're talking about the, the female characters, Ray Don Chong wins oh. that one. Oh, hands down. Hands down. And then what yeah. was... What, what was the fucking photo shoot that they were doing in Cobra? Was that like robot porn or something? Oh, no, no. It was pretty wild. It was trying to be futuristic, I guess. So they had Rock'em Sock'em robots in the background painted <laughs> silver. It's like, come right. on, man. I'm sure it's going to look a little different than that. It's waiting for some tentacles to come out. Uh, yeah, and then it was just it seemed very wild and out there. So we get this a goes, model. This goes along with my uh, Stallone having such a fragile ego because if you notice um in Rocky Part 4 or Rocky 4 sorry um he's rich and famous and he has a robot pet robot right. all right and then this one it's a video it's a music video that makes or I guess I mean I don't know a photo shoot that makes no fucking sense she's dressed in 20 different costumes surrounded by the same goddamn robots it's like Stallone saying, like, Arnold, you're a robot. This is what I think of robots. You're a robot in Terminator. This is what I think of robots. So. Like, fuck your robots. I, but speaking of, like, odd uses of uh, cameras in the movie, did y'all notice in the hotel scene at Commando that when they went through the, when he was fighting old dude, and they went through the, into the other room where the two people were fucking, they had video cameras set up. So were they, like, shooting a porn or something? I guess so. oh, I did not notice that. So you gotta go back and watch either. it then, because yeah, they've totally had some fucking cameras set up, like multiple cameras, and it's not. And I don't think it was cameras they were filming Commando with. And maybe I'm wrong, but the way they were pointed, it looked like they were pointed at the bed, almost like it was like a joke that you, if you didn't catch it, like a freeze frame joke, like the Simpsons are you know famous for. Oh, they they were filming themselves fucking. Yeah. And then didn't the dude pop up first and then the woman pop up from behind him? So was she like eating his ass or something? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I was, they were fighting. They busted through and it's like, oh shit, that people were fucking. And then you just kind of continue watching the fight because it leaves. Yeah. Bones over there like, how many cameras? What position are they in? <laughs> right. And there's ass to mouth, man. It's human centipede. Yeah. So let's talk about, I guess, with Cobra, um, how we get to this setup, right? With like Brigitte Nielsen sees them like she thinks they're broke down. That's what she tells them later on. And uh, 
she sees Brian Thomas standing out in the fucking road and she drives by and they're like, get the license plate, blah, blah, blah. And they, they go to the cops and obviously, you know, they're like, oh, we don't want to include Cobra on this. He's part of the zombie squad, you know, fuck him. And the ineptitude of the police altogether, they, she ends up uh, in the hospital and, you know, old boy is supposed to watch her, his partner, um, Gonzalez, Tony, right? Was it Tony? Or am I just wanting to put Tony in front of it because of tight ends in Kansas City? I think I think it, you got tight ends in Kansas well, City. Well, his last name was Gonzalez, though. I do remember His that. last name is Gonzalez. So, Gonzalez is supposed to be at the hospital, and he gets a call to, to pull away, you know. And Hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have to back up and talk about when Stallone first enters his apartment. Oh, yeah. First off, he assaults a Mexican guy outside of his well, apartment. He rips his shirt for no reason. <laughs> like, that wasn't needed. Did you notice that the guy was wearing a wire, though? Yeah, yeah, I saw that, too. So what the hell did that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for his... He's was, a cop. I was waiting for his partners to beat him up or something. Yeah, that, that, that didn't make a lot of sense. I know. And then he cuts the fucking pizza with a pair of scissors and eats, like, a triangle. Yes. And he keeps his gun-cleaning kit and his fucking egg case for some reason in the yeah. freezer yeah puts his newspaper in the fire pit yeah he's got this <laughs> he's got this amazing fucking view from this apartment but you can tell this apartment's in the shitty part of town yeah like there's so many things going on here that I don't know what's what I mean it's and of course the motherfucker's still wearing his sunglasses yeah <laughs> well he's gonna play with his bombs what the hell kind of bomb was that that he got off of the supermarket I don't think it was a bomb. I think it was just a fucking clicker or something. Just made noise. It was just bullshit. Yeah. NWO just gave the guy a clicker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know what the the villain's motivations were in this movie because they don't really say anything until until they start fighting towards the end. And she's like, he's going to ruin our, you know, new world. What new world? Nothing's. What's your fucking, what new world are you trying to build? I don't know. I just see a bunch of dudes clanging axes together. Is it a lumberjack society? I think so. Axe throwing competition. Yeah. And and they made and they made a point to show like businessmen in this army. Yeah. Okay, you kill Brian Thomas. Does that mean the club fucking dissolves? I mean, there, there was at least in Commando, you knew you knew the motivations. They wanted to overthrow the president in some fucking country. Belvarde. Arnold was going to do it because the guy trusted him. They were going to put the other dictator back in power. Arnold's like, fuck that. I'm killing this dude on the plane. I'm jumping off this plane at high speed, landing in a shallow-ass marsh. No, how lucky did Schwarzenegger get? There was a marsh at the end of a runway in LA. I know, right? I know, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, but you knew the motivations, right? You knew, hell, you even knew the side villain's motivations because Luther just wanted some fucking slash. And what happened to the place, Josh? It's too crowded now, man. Yeah, too crowded. Not enough. <laughs> you think being crowded would increase the chances of it being uh, better Bount- equipped with, what do Bountiful, you say? He said slash. Slash. Bountiful slash. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to pull in a good harvest, right? But no, this guy's like, God, there's too much. I can't make up my mind. Dude, but there are so many fucking dudes in commando that are just like raging hard on 
assholes. Because did you notice, like, when the cops pulled up next to uh, Cindy? Oh, yeah, you're talking about when, uh, yeah. And yeah. It's like, oh, check it out, a hooker. Check it out, a hooker. Hey, baby. Right? <laughs> like, oh, a woman driving a car has to immediately be a hooker. I could have got that if she was on the fucking side of the street on the sidewalk or something lifting up her skirt. But she's just driving. And them high dollar hookers in uh, the eighties over there. I'm like, oh, just look at her! Fucking drive around looking for uh, marks. Well, hey, when baby. she finally denied Luther's advances, Luther was like, "Well, fuck you, you fucking bitch! If you don't want this, yeah, fuck you, whore." Crutch, then, oh, and I want to go back to something real quick about the uh, the the axe society in Cobra. You don't see any fucking axes used, but in Commando, you see a, Arnold hit a dude in the nuts with an axe. Yes. Fucking you takes see him, him out. Chop off an arm. Yeah, oh, man. Like that was that shit was wild. So we come through doing that shit with out of this tool shed. That yeah. was my yeah. favorite attack scene in the whole thing. That was the he, best uh, thing. He 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 very well went in there and started mutilating people. So that's I, what I like to see. So like the the middle, of, I guess the middle of the movie and the setups. Like which part? Which one did you like better? For me, with the openings, like I said, I'm going with Commando now. The things that I didn't really say about Cobra were I like Cobra's grittiness. I like that feel that it brings me back for 80s action and just the shitty town and all of this. Because your badass cop that doesn't doesn't give a shit and they'll take you out. I like that. But for when it comes to the action side of it, I really do like Commando going straight to the point and doing its thing. But um, with Cobra... I do like the villain more because the, the the dude in Commando is a little silly. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to take him seriously at all. I, yeah, so I, I do like I like Cobra's villain. I think the main villain in Cobra is better. I think he has more presence. Um, I, I think the overall they have better surrounding villains in Commando. I like the fact that the final villain in Commando isn't you know, the would be president or dictator, but it's actually his former teammate. Yeah. He's like, you know, I was just here to fucking kill you, John. I don't give a shit about this. I just wanted to shot at you. And then he lets his own fucking ego get him. But I mean, that's kind of jumping ahead. I think middle of the movie though, as far as like setting up the plot, I thought commando did a better job. Um, you know, Cobra just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Cobra is a vanity project. You know, um, I think, you know, it's just to make Stallone look cool. Um, the things that happen in the middle of the movie to me are really forgettable. Like with Cobra, you get the mall scene, you know, and was that the same movie? I mean, the same Commando. mall from uh, Commando, but is that the same mall from Chopping Mall? Or did just every, know, did every mall have a glass elevator like that? Because I was thinking it was the same mall from uh, Fast Times. We had just we had to go fucking Google it, but uh, yeah, but the mall scene stood out, you know, the setup, you know, like there were more things that were fun happening. Um, the grittiness as far as like the town, you know, that Commando or not Commando, but Cobra's in. Yeah, that was cool. But the the film itself to me, the way it was shot didn't look as good as Commando. I mean, no, and it was and it was directed by um, George P. I'm going to get this name wrong. Cosmatos, who did Tombstone. Um, Which was a really clean movie. Blood part two. Yeah, he did. 
He did. So I guess Stallone was bringing in somebody. I think Stallone at this time, his ego knew that he could probably control this director. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that that director I mean, was probably like, oh, yeah, Stallone's hot right now. Yeah, at this so point, hell he's yeah, let's done, do an like action said, movie. the Rocky movies, uh, two Rambo movies, you know, so he's got a little pull. You know, Arnold's just kind of stretching his wings at this point, right? Yep. Yeah, Arnold hasn't even hit his peak. Like I said earlier, I think you could say 85 was Stallone's peak. Arnold's peak is probably 1991. But I, I would still say that even as like Arnold got bigger, he still kept like a vulnerability about him to, to his characters. Because even in True Lies, he comes off as being a goofball sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, I think True Lies is like peak Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But, but Schwarzenegger also, he's worked with McTiernan. He's worked with Cameron, you know? I don't, yeah, but I still I don't think know who Stallone has. Stallone's worked, Stallone has worked with Stallone. I mean, even when, know, and I haven't watched them, but like just looking at the previews and shit, I think I feel like you get the same thing from like the Expendables movies. It's like vanity projects from Stallone to make himself look good, and for him to just you know come out top on all the '80s action stars. Well, he's leading them. I don't know if he he looks the best, but he's definitely leading them. You well, know? even even then, but like the villains in each one of them is you know some former action star, Mel Gibson, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, it's and then he's coming out on top of all against all these guys. And, you know, I got I feel like it's an ego thing. I feel like a lot of his movies are just ego trips and him trying to justify in his mind that he's number one. When I don't think that Stallone was, you know, once Arnold hit his peak or once Arnold hit his stride, Stallone wasn't number one. Um, I prefer. When do you think Schwarzenegger hit his stride? Well, I don't even know about Stride. I just know that I love Conan the Barbarian. I liked uh, Commando. Uh, Raw. You know Dill, I go to Red, bat for. Raw. I know you go to bat for Destroyer. I do. Uh, Raw Deal, Red Heat. I mean, those are all those are good movies. You know, um, obviously Terminator Two. Everybody loves Terminator Two, but I, even like his lesser movies to me, comparatively speaking, were better than a lot of Stallone's movies. But I guess we're funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's funny because like their rivalry, obviously, like, I guess it fizzled out and they went in with Bruce Willis and did Planet Hollywood. But like, there's a rumor going around um, Hollywood that I've read that Schwarzenegger took a hard look at don't stop or stop. I should say, sorry, uh, stop or my mom will shoot. He took a hard look at it just to fuck with Stallone. So Stallone would take the role. And it was like one of Stallone's, you know, fucking biggest bust of his life. No, but did y'all notice like um, after they get through chewing Cobra's ass in the in the uh, uh, the captain's office? I think they do that twice in the movie because he's such a fucking idiot that he walks out <laughs> talking to Gonzalez and immediately finds a shooting range to the left 
of the fucking office in the police station. I'm glad you said something about that because I had that in my fucking notes too, man. Like the firing Dude. range is right there by the captain's office. Yeah, right I, I really didn't notice it that quick, but now that I'm thinking about it, he got to a pretty... Pretty fast after he got out of that. Uh, and this I mean, fucking, it was like two steps. This fucking police station is like in a skyscraper, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fucking odd. And then I later on, see. when he later on, this police station that's in a skyscraper, they're like, "Hey, Cobra, anything you need, we can do it for." He's like, "I'd like to get my car replaced." Uh, that's not the budget, dude. We spent all that on the firing range. Oh God! Speaking of that scene and the, and the underground swimming pool, yeah. <laughs> The car chase scene in Cobra. And the rooftop swimming pool. At the very end, like when they're, but right before him and Brigitte Nelson crash, he yells, get down. And then you see this side shot of this, of his fucking Plymouth awesome 50 hitting like a boat. I, I don't know. They're in like a boatyard, I guess, or something. Yeah. But literally, these two would be de-fucking-capitated. He's like, get down, head-on collision. Well, to be fair, uh, with the car chase scenes, and I'll go ahead and say I preferred the commando car chase scene, but when they're fucking chasing Luther and they hit that light pole, and oh they, do- yes. they don't have a scratch yes. on them. Yeah, that was very kind of like, whoa, too. Because and no airbags. It had been a while since I had seen these movies. So watching it was some of the things were new again. And that was the one thing. It's like, oh, look at him. He got him. Whoa, they hit the pole. And like you said, they walk out and it, oh my God, look, after this, unless you really remember it, you got to look at it where it's the second they hit the pole, the second that they hit, she's not even done recoiling and he's already like, are you, you okay? It is so (laughs) funny because it's like they jump cut it into it or something. It was just really quick and awkward, but it was hilarious. But yeah, she was okay. There was not a fucking scratch. And I think the uh, the the wrecked car is the closest that fucking Cobra comes to getting hurt in the movie, right? Yep. Because he doesn't get shot. Even when he gets slung out of the back of a truck. Yeah. He doesn't even get hurt. He a, a soft roll and he's back ready to go. I mean, his partner gets shot, but he doesn't get shot. Yeah. Oh, and Stallone was real quick to leave that motherfucker behind. Right? Really quick. Like, I bet and he did didn't get notice? that motherfucker's gummy bears. No, he ain't getting them. He's getting them an apple. Later on in the scene, like when they're leaving the hospital with Brigitte Nelson, he's eating an apple and he makes a comment about eating an apple. But did you all notice that the captain implied that Cobra has killed innocent people? Did y'all catch that? I guess not. Yeah. He was like, and Cobra, get the right guy this time. (laughs) He's like, not that that matters with you. Yeah, that's right. It's like, damn, dude, because it's funny because that's one thing. And whenever you step back and look at Cobra, it's like, okay, hold on. He he's just out there for the bad guy. And then he does whatever it takes to get this guy off the streets. If it's killing him, we're taking him in, which is going to be killing him. But I mean, this is his thing. Did you use excessive violence? He he, he, he used everything I had, everything I had. But but yeah, so. He was trying to do the right thing, but he just didn't give a shit. And they weren't going to do anything with him. But he's Cobra. He always gets his guy. He and punches the fucking dude. God, all right, well, yeah. I, I wonder if they, if the fucking uh, his commanding officers in the police force know that he's requisitioned a bunch of police equipment for his apartment. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, they do not know. 
Because I can't, I can't imagine that his money went anywhere other than his fucking guns and his car, and Cobra, his his, his fucking wardrobe of blue jeans and a black, like looks like a thermal shirt. Yeah, and and fucking Ray Bans, I guess aviators. Cobra, does, Cobra doesn't ask for permission. And matchsticks. Got to have a fucking your supply on hand at any given time. But talking about Cobra, whenever um, we were talking about the Night Slasher, whenever they're going after her, I, I believe it was in the uh, at the very beginning in the parking garage. I believe it was. But there was a dude walking, and they're trying to get after, and he or that might have been it might have been the the cop or the security guard. They smashed somebody up against the wall. Like they're running into the oh, guy yeah. and they disintegrate his body. I that was, was like, the best death in the movie. Shit, that really was. That was the best, best death in both movies. Yeah, when they fucking like smashed into that dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that dude just disappeared. He literally disappeared. Like he didn't even have to show up that day. But uh, but yeah, that was a pretty wild one. And with the the big kill, Cobra does have its moments. I do enjoy Cobra. I really do. I think... Um, and did you know? I'm sorry, but did you know that it got nominated for six Razzies? Well, I can I can see why. Did but it the really? next year, the following year, it was nominated for um, six Razzies. I guess like talking about kills, man. Let's talk about Commandos because I feel like we get a little Cobra centric at times. Uh, I think there's so much meat on this Cobra bone, though. I well, where Commando is a little bit more. Well, Commando's not as draw. yeah, it's not as campy to me, but yeah. Well, I guess, but there are parts like, but, uh, but like Arnold, like when he killed Luther and we keep calling him Luther and I know that's not his name in the movie, but that's how I remember him from warriors. That's how I've got him written down in my notes is Luther. He's like, remember when I said I'd kill you last? He's like, yeah, yeah. You said you'd kill me last. He's like, I lied. And he fucking dropped him. And then Cindy asked him, she was like, what happened? He was like, I let him go. Right. (laughs) So, and, and, and that's a. Like talking about the main characters, and, and I had a I had planned a segment where we could compare the main characters, but we can just do it as we go along. So we talked about Stallone trying to look so fucking cool and everything, and he's all one-liners. Arnold, his acting's not good, so don't get me wrong there. But like when you look at Arnold in the movies, and in this movie, he has a presence about him, right? And his facial expressions are actually pretty good. Yeah, like Stallone just has this dead-ass stare. And it never fucking changes. Yeah, that's like, true. You take the fucking sunglasses off, and it's just like you imagined it. And even whenever he starts to talk, his mouth and lips don't move a whole, whole lot because he's holding that fucking match in there. <laughs> right. So it's really barely changing. And he, even when he's fucking mad, he just has that same dead-ass stare. Like, Arnold's got the best mad look, right? His eyes start bulging out, you know, and you can just tell, like, oh, shit, he's pissed. Yeah. Stallone is like, fucking, I can't tell. Yeah. Is it your happy face or your mad face? Can you try a little fucking range when you're acting? Yeah, seriously. And like that's what I was saying with, with the very beginning with Commando. Uh, it's it's real silly with the montage with his daughter. But then it gets into action. And then it's like, hey, everything is stern and we have to get this. And then he'll throw his one-liners out, the goofy shit. You know, had to let him go and this, yeah. that, and the other. I don't know what the fuck he probably said whenever he snatched up the toll, like the phone. Dude. Oh, dude, that was so and, great. And he body slammed his shit. <clears throat> the guy straight shoots a gun through the window. Now there's a hole. 
So you have a better chance of hitting him <laughs> instead of shooting a couple more times while he's shaking the damn thing. <laughs> he's just like, oh shit, earthquake. So then he snatches him up and body slams a phone booth. Oh, well, I don't like, I, I, I do Arnold like sometimes. that Commando had those moments to show up Arnold's strength. Yeah. Like, and Arnold was more stealthy in this movie than Cobra was when he was trying to be stealthy. Like, Arnold actually snuck around some in the yeah. movie, right? And he got up on people. Cobra does his little sidestep. It looks like he's in a fucking country bar or something trying to dance. You know, he's got those loud-ass boots on. Never fucking changes. But <laughs> Grocery shopping while he's stalking his prey. <laughs> right. But Arnold, you know, flips over the, the, the fucking phone booth, which I thought was amazing. I thought that was a good scene. Like, it was cool. And then when he picks up, they're like, Ray Don Sean's like, we don't have a car. And he's like, yeah, we do. And he flips over to fucking Porsche. Yeah. And he just jumps in and drives off. He just pushes it right back over. And it's like, let's go. Like, I, I, Oh man. And we, we didn't even say anything. We're talking about, uh, her car. Whenever he first grabs her, he just rips the seat out. And then literally after that five second period, they could have used that seat in that fucking car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he could have just ducked for the first five seconds instead of ripping the fucking seat out. <laughs> and then now he's, I was thinking it's, the it's, same thing. It was pretty ridiculous. That seat back player. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I guess it's the time we live in, of, you know, 2021, but I've never seen a more brutally honest case of white privilege than after Arnold busts through the pawn shop and the with the bulldozer, with the fucking bulldozer, and the cops come, and he is armed to the gills, and they take him to the police van without any handcuffs. I, I'm just amazed by the fact that he didn't fucking <laughs> beat the cops to death. No, I know. Because he beat they up mall security. Buy- there was no handcuffing this guy. Like, and they, and they probably knew that that was pointless. This motherfucker wants to break these cuffs. Because we see Arnold literally fucking pull a chain apart to open something up in the movie. We wow. did when he gets to the uh, where he was being tortured at. Yeah. To where he tells Cindy, he's like, uh, I'm going to sneak in here, wait for my signal. And this signal is opening a window saying, hey, come in here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did he open a window or just fucking... Because I thought he ripped the side of the wall off. No, he opened no, up no. a window. And he said, hey, come in here. That's my signal. But yeah, I <laughs> at least it. it's a clear symbol or signal. Yeah. I, yeah. I did like the uh, bulldozer scene. I thought that was fun. He's like, was, we're going we're going shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and he got a fucking shopping buggy at that. To put stuff in. I didn't yeah, even he came in loaded up. up. And that's one of the other, like, the, the great things. Because this is the build-up for Commando. And they're finding out the locations of where he's following body-to-body clues to the location. And now he's going to get armed to the teeth. Yeah. And then he's about to get there and really show us, the audience, what this motherfucker is really capable of. Because that's whenever we get that badass shed scene and all of that. And so his let's, underwear. Let's and highlight. Underwear. Well, I want to say something about that, too. But let's highlight something that our, uh, <laughs> Daniel just said, though. Because not only is this an action movie, but it's a fucking detective movie. Yeah. Because Arnold, through the whole movie, is sleuthing, trying to oh, find out and, where he needs to go. Yep. Batman be and, jealous. And Mar- yeah. And Marion Cabretti can't figure out. 
<laughs> this random woman who's making phone calls is the fucking mole, right? <laughs> Seriously, is that we talked to? I thought I thought at one point he realized it, but then he didn't tell his partner no. anything like that. And yeah, because he's like that seemed odd. He I like I have her, I have in my then, notes that maybe Cobra's an idiot. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Because he doesn't even say, "Hey, let's watch her." She keeps getting on the phone, and it's. Uh, there's something there, suspicious. There, there's only four people that should know this fucking location. It's one of us four that are tipping these people off. I know it ain't me. I know it ain't you. Well, Cobra probably did, he probably doubted himself at some point. He's like, I haven't ruled myself out as a suspect yet. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> That's why he's on the zombie squad. Yeah. Well, look, that isn't even their first fuck up. When they decide to leave the hospital the first time, they leave through the front door. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Stay this way. It's the last place they'll expect us to come out. Right. Well, you know, Stallone, man, he's the Cobra, not Stallone. Let me say, Marion Cobretti is the master of stealth. He knows more about it than us. And if he goes out the front door, obviously he knows something we don't know. Or he's an idiot. Because okay. uh, yeah. I still lean towards the ladder. I hate to lean back, to go back to Cobra because, like, we have discussed Cobra at. At, at a longer length than Commando, but Cobra is just, it's insane. But like Stallone, some of his decisions play in this character are just so mind boggling. Like when he's. I like how first, you, I just want to say this. I like how you say some of his decisions. Let's be real. The majority well, of his well, decisions. Well, well, hear me out because. It's two scenes once they get to the mining town. The morning when they get to the mining town. and That's a that's a foundry town, you son of a bitch. He said it. Sorry. Foundry town. Yeah, he had to. Because <laughs> otherwise, like, where does all this vaulted metal come from? <laughs> and they get there and uh, Brigitte Nielsen's character is talking to Gonzalez. And they're talking about uh, Cobra. And Cobra's at this random gift shop on the side of the road. And Stallone picks up this bobblehead, and he's never seen it before. And he starts doing this head shake with the fucking bobblehead. And yeah. then, like, he he's talking to Gonzalez. He's like, hey, Gonzalez, are you eating fucking junk food again, you fat fucking fuck? He's like, why not frog legs? And he holds up like the frog with the straw. And then they decide to leave. And Stallone, just after shaking his head with the bobblehead, he just tells a woman, no cell. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I kept laughing for. It's because it's like, I'm going to play with it. You're thinking about the body like, no cell today. Uh, no cell today. I, I assumed that he was getting acting lessons from the bobblehead. Like on how to show a little oh. character with his face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, they they head side to side. Now, later that night, when they're at the fucking Roadhouse Diner and Brigitte Nelson, the grossest scene in any movie I've ever seen, drowns her fries and ketchup. Uh, yeah, I know, man. It's That's so like, gross. Yeah, then, I like ketchup with my fries, and I do probably like more than the, the, the regular person, but that was ridiculous. She, so, was, she was destroyed. And I like how they get, had him give her the look of like, good Lord. Yeah, but at least you know, he didn't fucking run her, run her down like he did his partner. If that had been uh, Gonzalez, <laughs> Gonzalez, you son of a bitch. 
<laughs> what are you doing with all that ketchup? I Fucking eat a carrot. Have shot Gonzalez in the face. If he saw all that ketchup. <laughs> I just imagine that was ice cream with chocolate syrup. <laughs> he just blows him away. But so I think Stallone would have killed himself. Oh, um, I do want to. No, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, but Stallone, like, he's trying to interact with this woman, you know, and he picks up this giant fake burger. And just his interaction with the burger, he's like, uh, hey, uh, Bridget Nelson, have you ever seen a burger this big? It's oh, fake. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but that was enough. She's like, oh, yeah, I want him. You're right. I really hope there's a motorcycle laying around whenever all this is over with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that we can just look, fucking steal. That's my look, first thought when I saw that. Let's cut to nighttime in this hotel room. And after Stallone, you think this idiot has figured it out. Yeah. That there's a mole in their presence. Well, everything he's doing at this point leads you to believe that he knows it's her. Like he's fucking putting his gun together. No. He's no, fucking no. staying up all night. Yes, with the light on, right? And he's and he's and he's click clacking and he's and he's making all this goddamn noise. And then he sees Brigitte Nelson up. He's like, Oh, you can't sleep? Oh no, asshole. You over there with your light on and you're fucking loading 34 guns. No, I can't sleep. You say 34 guns, but it was 34 parts for one gun. Yeah. Yeah, from seriously. an egg carton. Yeah. From one egg carton. But here, and here's what, I, like I said, everything he's doing at this point leads you to believe that he knows that the woman is fucking tipping people off. And so he's like preparing for him to come in at night. But the motherfucker doesn't tell his partner. Like, no, Gonzalez, fuck you. You can sleep if they show up and shoot you. Whatever. Yeah, seriously. Or leave in the night. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. If you, But it turns out, like I said, that Cabretti's an idiot. Yeah, he, he didn't. didn't realize that this chick was fucking calling and telling people. That's just his nightly routine, th- cleaning those 35 fucking guns. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just Sitting another Wednesday night, looking at night the door. For, for him. With but, his sunglasses on? Yeah, exactly. When's the night with sunglasses? It helps but, keep the glare out. Yeah, but from the moon. see, that's the um, the deal there, too. He, he obviously didn't know because he acts all surprised. His fucking partner almost gets murdered. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it does lead you to believe that he knows what the fuck he's talking fucking about. Fucking leaves him behind too, man. Yeah, and he just dips out. It's doesn't like, try to save what? his ass at all. Yeah, and it's it's just wild as hell because uh yeah, it was how clueless can you get? She keeps being on the fucking phone. You know, like there's a why didn't you go straight to your buddy's goddamn room and say, Hey man, the phone fucked up in here? And he's like, No, the phone's fine. That she's the mole. That was just figured out in fifteen fucking seconds. You know what I'm saying? That it's like just leave it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> right. Well, it's insane just how they never set that up, though. Yeah, no, like, it just happened in the script. They don't set up a she lot. She just pops there's, up there's talking a, to him in the window. Look, he's right fucking there. Go get him. There's a lot of things in this movie that don't get set up. <laughs> that just fucking happen. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. The more I talk about Cobra, because I've got it written down in my notes, my final thoughts and my rating. I do think there is, I think Commando is a better action movie, but there is something about Cobra. And I have Commando rate, rated higher. There's something about Cobra that is just like, I think I would watch it before Commando. 
Uh, well, we differ on that, but we'll talk about it. Let's uh, let's jump back to Commando for a second, though, because I wanted to talk about Arnold and his fucking where he they they fucking take off in a plane, they land, nothing really there. I mean, I I no, don't it's know. It's just much. amazing how she knows how to drive a plane. He just well, he'd been she'd been practicing, it, and she talks about that this ain't like the no, plane no, I've thank been God practicing on. Luther's hard on led him to her, but. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it is circumstances. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Otherwise, he'd have been fucked. It was very he'd convenient. Have, he'd have had to row that entire way. I mean, I can only but, imagine if Luther's hard on led him to me. I'd be like, "Bruh, I don't. I can't even draw stick shift. Like, I know how, I know how to make <laughs> toast. Yeah. So, but when they when he fucking rolls up on his island in his little robot, you know, he tells her before he goes, like, how she's like, how am I going to know you be your signal? He's like, oh fucking hell, will break loose. You know, but then he rows up in this little boat onto the island, right? And you see Arnold. He's very clearly got black trunks on. Yeah. And I've told you oh, this. I don't, hold, hold on. Hold on. Wait this. a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let me finish here. And I've told you this before. HD ruins old movies, right? High definition ruins old movies. You see Arnold's stunt double, and the motherfucker has tan trunks. It's like, come I on. It was white. It was tan oh, or damn. white. But it's like, you could have put him in fucking black. Yeah. I saw that, and then I'm you like, get the, uh, then you get the obligatory scene where Arnold's gearing, and I and I'm a sucker for these for whatever reason, you know, um, Arnold's you know fucking strapping on his gear and all that, and oh, that's yeah. it's like the only time he has like very deliberate movements. Yeah, right? but got to click all that shit into place. Yeah, you know? but if you watch Cobra, he has very deliberate movements throughout the entire movie. Like when he shoots, he does this thing where he pulls his arm up, points. Pulls his arm back very rigidly. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, you get Arnold, he fucking gears up, goes in there, starts setting fucking, uh, I thought they were claymores. I guess I was wrong, but he starts setting these explosives to blow up and shit. And then just starts fucking wrecking dudes with throwing knives and stuff. Oh man. That was an amazing, amazing action sequence. That, that final, that final battle. Oh, it was yeah. nice. The was only thing good. that fucking I, I that stood out to me as far as like I thought was a detriment because the explosions were cool, man. Like him fucking throwing the, the double knives is cool. You know, him just like and it had been set up too that Arnold's gonna show up and kill all your people because um Bennett told him he's like, we could kill your entire force with just the two of us. And he's like, You're scared. And he's like, Of course I am. I'm smart. Like I know what I'm dealing with here. Yeah. And Arnold shows up and and true to true enough. Starts killing everybody, but so good at it, he doesn't even have to fucking aim a gun. He's just hip firing yeah. every gun, with the exception towards the end. He starts somewhat aiming that shotgun. The one gun that has a spread, he aims. Everything else, nah, buddy, it's from the hip. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It, it, at, at some points, he's even just like pointing off to the side, and he's still squeezing the trigger and shooting, and bullets are just going everywhere. And what, and what I really like is uh, whenever it's all going down, like you're seeing his daughter trying to get out of the room and she eventually succeeds. And then you have your other green beret type, you know, the villain grabs her, finds her and brings her into uh, a new place. But Matrix is just killing the shit out of everybody quick enough to where it's all flowing very well. You know, and then once it's like, okay, he's done and he's killed all these motherfuckers and he's here, it's about right whenever he was taking her down to wherever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He was right behind. Like, he was really close in old time, and I really like how they how they did that with it. Yeah, I thought the lead-up scene to the final fight was much better than what Cobra did. 
I agree. And that's what I was going to say was, but then it swaps because then the Cobra fight, the final fight with the villain in Cobra. I mean, that you, that kill was amazing. I mean, even though it was cheesy and even though it was, you know, 80s and all of this, I mean, throwing a motherfucker on a meat hook and then having him incinerating is incinerated is is pretty impressive. Yeah, the final part, <laughs> like at the very end when he dies, I thought that was cool. Um, I, um, the fight itself, the one thing that stood about Cobra or not Cobra, but uh, Commando's fight. And I'll say this. I, I did like the like when he impelled him with the uh, the pipe and the steam come out. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But they actually paid attention to continuity. So when uh, when Schwarzenegger or John Matrix got shot in his arm, he fought that entire fight with one arm. He didn't use that arm. He got shot in. Yeah, like that shit would have that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have phased Cobra. He'd have still fucking bench pressed him with both arms. Yeah, but yeah, he fought that with one arm. That was pretty cool. I, I like that. And I like the uh, the the actual villain. You know, I like the actual like the the night slasher versus Bennett. What the yeah? But what was his name? I thought they had like a code name or some shit. I just remember him being called Bennett. I like the night slasher's just character and his his character better. You know, yeah. Because this other dude, it's like it's hard to believe that this you know lumpy motherfucker is green beret could kill you with a look. You know, he just looks like a fucking. Retard. And apparently, you know? apparently he uh, he wears chainmail twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly. So it's just he's just one of those guys, you know. So, but I did. Um, so there are very few things that I do like about Cobra that over Commando. I mean, what, what do you well, think about the final fights, Josh? Well, I do want to give a shout out to both actors, Vernon Wells who played Bennett and Brian Thompson who played the Night Slasher because I. With little screen time they got, I thought they were very effective. And I think, you know, Bennett probably got more screen time than Brian Thompson, the Night Slasher. They gave him, you know, they gave him one scene to where he was going to kill Brigitte Nelson in the in the hospital. And that and that, that was very much shot like a horror movie. Very much shot like a horror movie. I mean, they even copied a, a Shining, um, the famous Shining you know, Kubrick uh, shot, but I liked Bennett, you know, I, w- I want to know more about Bennett. Like just. Well, like <clears throat> this shit that him and Matrix went through to. Yeah. Like yeah. he had to be like off the rails, you know, cause if like, cause even John Matrix says it at one point when he's talking to uh, Ray Don Chong, she's like, what kind of things do you have to do? And he's like, things I regret, you know, he's like, yeah. things even I regret. So what the fuck was Bennett doing to where Matrix is like, no, that's too far. Yeah, seriously. Like, he's got to be like a cannibal or something, right? Eating fucking bodies after he kills them? Yeah, you would think. Or unless, like, you know, you know, Matrix had, like, a no kids policy, no no women and children policy, and Bennett didn't care. Something like that, maybe. Yeah. But, but I agree. It's like, pants whoa. And chain mail. There was no yeah. rules. <laughs> I don't see him having any much rules either. They could have made an entire movie off uh, the Night Slasher as Brian Thompson. Up. Uh, his character definitely there. There needed to be more set up with his character. Like he had a cool yeah. character. Like, like we we all seem to agree on this that his his villain was better than Bennett. Um, but Bennett actually had even he had more development than he did, and it's not much. But I do think the villains were given more time in Commando to be fleshed out. Um, and maybe that's 
just, you know, fucking Stallone being like, nah, the camera's got to be on me all the time. Me with this fucking toothpick in my mouth, or not toothpick, but matchstick in my mouth and my sunglasses. But the Night Slasher needed more time. Like, he needed to be established more. He, like, he should have, we talked about it almost being filmed like a horror movie in parts. Like, he should have been made to be a bigger threat than what he was. So much of a bigger threat than what he was portrayed. And it's funny, though, because we talk about the villains in Commando being a little bit more fleshed out. And while Bennett is Dan Hadea's character, I mean, what an easy payday for an actor. Oh, yeah. Three scenes. I think Three he was scenes. I think he's just there. So the 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 goon squad could have a reason to be doing what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he did have a small army, so, I mean, it's not like he wasn't without followers. So we'll say that. Yeah, and it is insane because the guy's, like, sitting here, and finally now he's face-to-face with Cobra. And he says, you won't do it? And he's like, you're going to take me in if you can, this, that, and the oh, other. Oh, yeah, kept calling him a pig. Like, which I did like that. Like, But it's like, he's like, you're a cop. And then he was like, what does he say? Uh, Where justice ends? I begin. I begin, yeah. or whatever. Two things I will say right quick. First off, I, I feel bad for the, the sniper in Cobra. Oh, yeah. He was pointless. What's bad luck? Well, what did he do? Nothing. Well, he had like two shots. And then he missed him. Stallone does. No, he didn't even take them. Those two. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just had him fucking sighted and didn't do anything. He had, sight, he had him sighted. Dead to rights. And, uh, of course, because I miss him every day. Uh, shout out to Bill Paxton in Commando. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He did have that one little scene in there, didn't he? Yeah. And in that one little scene, he had more character than Stallone had in all of Cobra. But, yeah, so I do I do think, uh, you know, the endings on both of them are kind of silly. You know, Stallone and Brigitte Nielsen fucking leave his partner who got shot. They steal a fucking motorcycle. Arnold, now, at least Arnold is just like, no, I'm not doing any more jobs. I'm done. But. And as much as I like the fact that they paid attention to the bullet wound in the final fight, after that fight's over, he's like, no, I don't need medical attention. We're just going to fly away in this plane. Yeah, like, look. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Well, go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. Oh, oh, all I was going to say real quick was it's just funny because it's like, okay, I get you're in a rush. You know, you got to take this chance because you don't know how to fly a fucking plane, which it's funny because it's he did. It, you get the feeling that he did because he's like, you did a great job or not too bad. It's like, dude, if you fucking knew how to do this thing, what's going on? Why am I even here? Well, anyway, so they take that chance to get there. And I agree with that, but it's done. You have fucking pilots around you yeah. and helicopters go with them. And boats and shit, but they're all happy. They go and hug his daughter and his friend meet. And it's just like, they haven't seen each other in forever. And then they're like all happily and go. But that is the good thing that it just ends. It's like, all right, cool. I know I'm not in this anymore. I was just getting my daughter back. Peace out. Y'all have a good time. Sorry for the damages. I'm gone. Cue some shitty song. Exactly. Done. And and the plane had exactly enough gas to get back to where they were. (laughs) They specifically said that. Conveniently, the bullets fired earlier at the plane hit the gas tank. But anyway, so, yeah. I love that Alyssa Milano hugged Cindy's character. Yeah, I know, right? She's like, never met, but she's like, met. Exactly. Well, she probably trusts her dad. But yeah, the point of all that was I think that I would take the, uh, the the safer route. I would at least ask for that. 
Can we do anything for you? We need you back in the service. Nah, just just you fly me there. <laughs> I want to see someone's license to fly me on. Can you patch this bullet hole for me? Uh, yeah. So let's let's get to these final thoughts. So out of the leads, who would you take? Oh, Marion uh, Cabretti or John Matrix? Matrix, easy. Matrix. Okay. Uh, the the direction of this movie. It's Mark L. Lester, I think, was Commando, and then um, George P. Cosmatos. For me, it's Commando. I th- I think there's a a clear direction in the way the movie's going. Like things are set up. I feel like there's a lot of dead spots in Cobra. Even for an 87 minute movie, there's dead spots where it's just like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Let's have Stallone do some one liners and be an asshole towards everybody but his partner and Brigitte Nielsen. I think director, especially with this category that we have, it is director slash editor. And there is less fat to trim on commando. I would agree. Daniel. For me, when it comes to the leads, I'm also going to be going with uh matrix. I mean, uh, I liked, I was more pulled in with commando, you know, and then whenever it comes to direction, I'm also giving that nod to Commando because w- with Cobra, you start off gritty and it's like a little bit of a horror film. You got people slamming axes and these people are killing for no reason but for anarchy, you know, and then they do hit a spot at some point. And then it's like, okay, let's throw a sex scene in there and then then we're going to make it more just not even we got to get these. Yeah, well, I know like a sexy scene, you know, with the woman or whatever, where yeah, it's like a yeah. sweet scene or whatever. And then um, they jump into more action, 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 kill, dead, done. And with Cobra, I mean, a commando, I just, I, I, that's why I go and swing that way as well. So here's, here's what I'd say too, just about the leads real quick. Um, I, and I meant to bring this up earlier. With Stallone, he just feels slimy, you know, and Schwarzenegger is almost like a giant teddy bear in a way, a giant, army killing teddy bear, but he's just much more likable. Stallone's character is not likable at all. He doesn't have presence. Like I don't feel compelled by him. The only person I feel compelled by in the movie is, you know, Brian Thomas or the night slasher. Like in commando, like I said, Arnold acts with his eyes. I don't think he's given enough credit for that, but he does good with his eyes and his facial expressions. Yeah. And then I think also I will say this for Cobra, the potential to be it's greater. Yeah. They're, Whoa, it's, yeah. So much greater. Yeah. It's, it's got a chance to be a much better movie to, yeah. because commando was always just going to be this action movie and Cobra could have been so much more and it was not. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know who's beat that lay. I don't know if that's going to be the director, if that's going to be Stallone. It's got to be Stallone. I tend to, I mean, he's driving Stallone also literally. Like I said, I, I, I think Stallone does a lot of vanity projects. Okay. The support supporting characters. Again, you got to go commando. commando. Yeah, commando. Commando, Definitely. hands down. That's an action one. sequences. Commando. Yeah, I mean commando. Uh, it's 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 looking really good for commando <laughs> over here. There's, I mean, and there's. Go ahead. Music. Commando. Well, music for me because I'm I'm sitting here listening to it and everything, and then just for what the movie was, the music. Really did just I felt like the music belonged in uh Cobra more than every Commando. time there was a I like the music in both the score in both, but 
I think that I'm leaning towards Cobra music. Well, every time there was a song that was played, like with vocals, like I guess we, we would just call it soundtrack, or whatever, instead of a score. Holy shit. Cobra had the worst fucking selection the worst. of songs. <laughs> they took you it's out like of the movie. Stallone asked his brother Frank to pick them. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, th- I think, like, with those coupled together, man, I, I still lean Commando, just because in the back half of Commando, man, like, it fit what was happening. Yeah. And you didn't have some random fucking song pop up that <laughs> didn't make any sense. You know, I mentioned it earlier, and I'm just going to touch on it real quick. But um, the when they wake up from Stallone just dropping the ball of catching the mole and fleeing, there's a scene where, like, all the bikers are coming into town, and you hear the sirens. And that's one of the things that I remember from the last time I saw this, which was 20 years ago. And it was just the, you know, like a tornado warning siren, which I thought was very effective. And then once the action kicked in, holy shit, Cobra became a canon movie. Like you could have put Charlie Bronson and Sly Stallone's uh, role and it would have made zero difference because all it was was just left to right machine gun fire. Yeah. No blood, people falling down. I don't think, uh, like I said, Cobra is memorable for the beginning and the end. And then everything in the middle is whatever. What do you think about, uh, like, give us your preference on the music, though. You didn't say. No, 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 look, I I love James Horner. I got to go Commando. All right. And then... The villains are well, well, well. We've already I, talked about supporting cast, so let's just talk main villain. For me, the main Daniel. villain that I'm gonna go with is I like the Night Slasher as a villain in a action movie. He could so also work in a horror movie. Whenever too. you, yeah, I know, right? I mean, you don't know he's a psychopath; you, they're unpredictable. But whenever you have him up against the the Green Beret style in commando you have two guys that the way that i look at it is you have the one guy here one guy here and this one looks like it fits the part a little bit more in the night slasher so i pull towards that a lot now for actual character i mean you know bennett i don't know why the fuck you think of fletcher but anyway (laughs) <laughs> Bennett, you know he's more of a badass. If you put, if you get old boy, you let old let old let Night Slasher have one of his blades, and you put him in a room with Bennett. Bennett's gonna tear him apart. You know what I mean? So he is the badder ass. But for me, whenever I was, if I'm just looking at two pictures of a villain from these '80s movies, yeah, I'm gonna look and be drawn more towards the Night Slasher. So I'm giving him I, that. I agree with that too. I think the Night Slasher is the more intriguing villain. Um, you know, Bennett was more fleshed out. But overall, the, the potential is there for the Night Slasher to be more. And even without him being fleshed out, I just think that his screen presence, his character, it's mm. just more memorable. You know, um, that, that, the actor that did Bennett, you know, did fine. But I'm like Daniel, you know, he doesn't look physically intimidating. And when you're going up against Schwarzenegger, like in his prime, you can't be smaller than he is. And you uh-huh. can't and you definitely can't lack muscle mass right yeah like it was believable in predator because predator was like two foot taller than stallone like this dude though he's got some fucking chain mail on and he's got a little beer gut 
Yeah. You know, fucking Brian Thomas is the night slasher though, was intimidating. If I saw that dude staring at me as I drove by, I'd freak out too. Yes, exactly. I wouldn't think he was coming from a gay bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, you know, there is some charm to, uh, to Vernon Wells's, uh, character as Bennett though, to where like, I wanted to see more of him, and a part of me wishes he would have teamed up with Matrix at the end because I liked Bennett. But you got to go Night Slasher. Any guy that has that that knife, you know, and they purposely made that knife memorable. And the pantyhose on the head, Brian Thompson. He just he, there's something about that face, the the the, the angles, the. The shadows, you know, one of the good things they did on that movie was cast shadows on him. I mean, that motherfucker looks scary. Wait a minute. It's Thompson. I think I've been saying Thomas. Fuck. Thompson. I mean, I'm sure he's going to sue us. Well, my bad. Well, yeah. we'll apologize to him. I'm sure he's listening. So is that's, that that's three, I mean three ways bad, for Night Slasher, Slasher then? Do what? That's yeah. all three of us for Night Slasher? Yeah, man. all three of us for Night Slasher. Uh, all right. So um, look, overall movie. I'm going to start this one off because I'm going to say this and then we'll get ready to wrap this baby up. And here's my thoughts on Cobra though. I've already said it. The first scene's memorable. The last scene's memorable with the foundry, you know, and, and like the flames and the lava and stuff. The middle of the movie, I don't need it. If I go back and watch Cobra, I can watch the first scene and the last scene and I'm good. Commando had more fun watching. And ultimately that's what I'm looking for. Like in these types of movies, because you know, we're not watching uh, the Godfather. Or something. So I'm not looking for, you know, something that I got to, it's going to be thoughtful. It's going to, you know, stir up emotions or anything like that. I'm looking to have fun when I'm watching the movie. There were times where I was bored watching Cobra. Yes, it's fun to sit here and riff on it and make fun of it now. But while I was watching it, it's just kind of like, uh, Cobra, or not Cobra, but Commando overall was just a more fun movie to me. So I prefer Commando. Yeah, I understand that too, because like if it's like, we want to watch a, a comedy movie. Right, you want to watch a movie that's going to make you laugh. Horror movie, you want to watch a movie that's going to scare you. Action movie, you want to see shit blow up, and you don't want it to stop blowing up for ninety fucking minutes, you know. So, yeah, I definitely understand what you mean there. So, Commando. Oh, for me, yeah. okay. I was just going to throw that little comment in on yours. I didn't know if Josh was going to go with his final thought first, but we'll go ahead and go with me. Yeah, it's going to be Commando for me too, and. A lot of it is for a lot of the reasons you just said. I mean, I'm watching Cobra, you know, and I'm enjoying it. It's an 80s movie. There's a little bit more whatever, but they had a lot more discovering to do because he's having to work his case and all of this. And then you're meeting all these different characters and it's just it kind of loses you in the middle. Not like it's confusing, of course. I mean, it's very not confusing. Yeah, it's pretty out there, but it just kind of. It gets a little bland, but with Commando, once that fucking Mentos commercial at the beginning is over, it's ball game. It's time to go. I mean, he's willing. And then he just, the timer. I'm a, I'm a real big fan of the countdown. Yeah, the yeah. It gave him, like I said, the movie had a but, sense of purpose. But yeah, if I were to sit down and say, okay, I have to, I only can watch one action movie out of these two, I would definitely pick Commando. And you know so what? I'm going to say something else before Josh jumps in, talking about the uh, Cobra. Like, Cobra should have been doing police work. It was a police movie, right? And you're trying to protect this woman. You're trying to find out who the mole is and stuff like that. And he does zero detective work. Arnold no, does no, more no, detective no. There's work. There's a montage. There's a montage of him going around 
That's that he wasn't doing detective work. He was just pretending. No, no. Sly loves his montages. He's going around. Oh, you talking about when they were shaking people down? Yeah. Well, I still stand by what I said. Arnold did more detective work in Commando than Stallone did in Cobra. Yeah. Even with this fucking shit. montage. There was yeah. two montages in this movie. I forgot. Three. He he had all the underworld connections. <laughs> yeah. That did dick for him. So okay, what is it, yeah. Josh? Well, here's my final thoughts on both of them. Um, I'll start with Cobra. Um, there's something here with the story. And maybe it's slaw script, the lack of any info on the gang, the bland presentation of Cobra himself, the general blandness that bleeds through the film. But given a better script, there could be something here. But it's not here. And this movie has the right to remain silent. You know, it's just it's just weak, weak sauce. And with Commando, um, this movie is even thinner on plot than Cobra, to say the least. And I know this is, you know, uh, heresy, but even the action sequences still leave a lot to be desired. Like you, you felt the 1985 fight scenes, you know, and maybe I'm just living it. You know, I'm viewing it through this post 9-11, this post born Casino Royale lens. They were kind of lame, but Arnold is captivating. He's a captivating screen presence, um, but the movie is salvaged by the supporting characters and performances of Ray Don Chong and Vernon Wells, who with the latter with Dan Hidea and Bill Duke aren't given enough screen time. So overall, I'm going to give this movie, both of them, 5.0s because the more we sat here and talked about it, originally I'd said commando. Originally I was like commando slightly better, but there is something about Cobra. I mean, no. And it's, Maybe it is like the, the horror movie aspect of it that I think I could come back to. All right. Well, which one out of the two did you prefer? On initial rewatch, it was slightly commando. Slightly. So, in his first versus episode, Schwarzenegger wins again against Stallone. Fuck you, Stallone. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us on this episode. Now, obviously, um, for those of y'all that know, and that's going to be almost everybody, Daniel is, you know, one of my best friends, one of Josh's best friends. You know, the three of us have been friends since about, what, 2006 now, right? Yeah. Y'all y'all obviously yeah, knew each other. So. You guys knew each other before I knew. Y'all went to high school together. Um, I moved around a lot when I was younger, so I didn't have a lot of lifelong friends. I don't have any lifelong friends. You two are the closest I have to lifelong friends um, that I still keep in regular contact with. So since 2006... Daniel's work prevents him from being here all the time when we record. Otherwise, he would be a permanent member. He would be here with us every week recording. You know, but our Gotta plan go make is that money. Yeah, right. Our our plan is is every time Daniel's home is to have him on the show. So still going to be a permanent member, just not on as a regular basis. But anytime he's available, he's going to record with us. You know, hopefully post stuff on the website. You know, and just and be a part of the show. So play a, I mean, play a permanent guest type role. <laughs> permanent guest type role. So you know, once again, thank you for being here today. Um, oh, hope, it was fun. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the episode. Uh, Josh, you got anything to say before we wrap it up? No, just you know, if you're listening to this, 
whoever you are, whatever you look like, even if you're a fatty or an ugo. Um, I love you. All right, Daniel, any final words? Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate you being here. So, obviously, we are Very Unreasonable Things. You can visit our website, veryunreasonablethings.com. we got a couple tabs set up, uh, one for media, one for blogs, one for lists. Josh loves lists. Hopefully, we'll get some more content on there soon now that we've got this ball rolling. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>